Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Making Work Fun podcast with Maria and Natasha, two working professionals turned life coaches. I'm Maria, and I have worked in economic consulting for more than 14 years. And I'm Natasha. I have over a decade of work experience in human resources. Through our 25 plus years of combined corporate experience, we have learned a lot about work. And through our work as life coaches, we've learned how to make work fun. Whether you work for someone else, run your own business, or do anything else that you call your work, this podcast will teach you how to make your work fun too. Without giving in to the productivity hustle. So let's dive right in. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Making Work Fun podcast. So this week we wanted to talk about making your work more fun by asking for help. And this is like such an important topic, I think, because we all have like a lot of mental baggage, I think, around asking for help. Even as like I, who am a burnout and rest coach, when Natasha texted me this topic, this idea for a topic, like something like I could feel a little bit of a tension in my body, like, oh, asking for help. <laughs> like even to this day, I'm like my the first reaction of my nervous system was like, oh, bad. <laughs> Yeah, it's so interesting that it's like cringy, right? Exactly. <laughs> and then I was like, oh my gosh, like even if, if I, after all this work that I've done around this, I still feel that it's kind of like a learned response by my body. We've been taught that asking for help is this like really cringy, exactly like shameful thing. And it means so many terrible things about us. And so that's, that's a great reason to really unpack, <laughs> unpack this and talk about this. Yeah, totally. And before we start recording, we kind of identified just like loosely different reasons why people would ask for help. And so with work, right, like you're overwhelmed or anxious or stressed or whatever, and you like need help. Another reason is like asking for help when you just like don't know how to do something. And I I think a lot of us struggle, like we assume that we should know how to do something. And so we struggle asking for help when we don't know because of all the negativity like things that we make that mean about ourselves. And then the third option that Maria suggested, I was like, oh my God, this is so brilliant, is asking for help before you're overwhelmed. Like literally recognizing or anticipating that you will need help and knowing that you don't just have to be in crisis mode to reach out for help. Like it's possible to ask for help when things are actually fine and you know you just need the help because you know it's going to get harder later. Exactly. Yeah. Natasha was like, okay, our only options are being overwhelmed or not knowing. I'm like, what if you ask before you're overwhelmed? Like, that's what I'm trying to right? like a very that's a very normal thing to think what you thought, because like that's what we've been taught. Like to ask for help, you need to be literally in crisis mode. And otherwise, like, why would you? Um yes, totally. Otherwise, you should just be doing it yourself and expecting exactly. to just like be thriving or fully functioning until you're at like burnout stage, and then that's exactly. what it's gonna help. Yeah, exactly. And there's just so many things that we've internalized about like what it means to ask for help. Like we are not resourceful. We are like helpless. We're not good employees. We're not smart enough. We're lazy. We're not industrious enough. Like we should know how to do it. Like there's just so much baggage. So of course it's really hard because like we make it mean so many terrible things about us that are completely untrue. And it's just creating this this whole culture of people working to overexertion because we're just all too stressed to ask for help because we're worried it's going to mean something bad about this. Yeah, I think there's ultimately like the way I view it is there's a lot of shame tied into asking for 
for help because it somehow means that you are flawed or that you are lacking in some way or you just couldn't figure it out. It's like means something is wrong about like with you, but that's like the part that we want to unpack, like asking for help for whatever reason you ask for help is not a negative reflection on you, right? What if it's actually the opposite and it's a sign of like integrity, intelligence, like resourcefulness, a sign of someone who is like connected with themselves and their capacities and their boundaries. Like it can actually be a beautiful and empowering thing to recognize when you need the support and to be vulnerable enough to ask and connect with another person in that way. And like the other thing is like, when I think about helping other people, like it brings me a lot of joy to be able to help my loved ones, my friends, my colleagues, anyone. Right. And so when we are resistant to reaching out for help, I think what happens is we like block our connection with other people because we don't give them the chance to support us when we need it. And then, you know, they won't know to reach out to us. Right. We just like continue living independent lives rather than like fostering more community amongst ourselves. Oh, I love that. Exactly. Asking for help is literally like building connection with others. You're being vulnerable. You're connecting with others. You're giving them, like you said, a chance to help out, which feels amazing. Um, And they, like you said, again, they know then to rely on you. It's just, what if that's like such a beautiful thing to do? And I think it takes us away from like our humanity. Sorry to jump in by just this, right? Like, it's like the vulnerability of like, needing help sometimes is what makes us human, right? Like we aren't independent creatures that are meant to just live by ourselves in a forest, totally disconnected from others. We're meant to live in community and support each other and um, help out one another. And so I think it's like when I can ask for help and I can like shed that layer of ego essentially, and I'm willing to maybe even feel the shame if I think it's shameful to ask for help, but I'm still willing to do it anyways. It helps like the other person in my community know that it's okay to be a a vulnerable human who is imperfect, who is either struggling or anticipating a need or whatever. And someone who isn't just trying to relay this like perfect life or this like having your shit together all the time kind of thing. Yeah. What if by you asking for help, you're also giving a great example to others? Like you're setting an example of it being okay to ask for help. And then someone sees that and is actually super relieved because then, then they're like, oh my gosh, that's an option. I can do that too. (laughs) Like that sounds amazing. Like it's an opportunity to like teach other people, um, you know, maybe better ways of living. And if, if that person is always just relying on themselves a hundred percent in order to do things. And I think like Mary, Mary and I were talking about this before the podcast started recording, but like, it's like, we don't want to seem like our shit isn't together. We want to seem like we're, we have this like perfection image out to the world. Like we can handle, we can do it. But like, I think what you said, Maria was so brilliant and it was, um, not having your shit together is how you get your shit together, right? Like being willing to be like, hey, this is who I am right now. I'm not that perfect robot. I am like someone who needs help. I am someone who needs support or whatever. I can't just do it all by myself. Makes it okay. And that's how you learn and grow and evolve into the next version of yourself. That has literally been like one of my main like sort of mantras for years. And a friend of mine said that to me probably like 
seven, eight years ago, way before I discovered coaching. And I was like, oh my gosh, this like this probably changed my life. <laughs> she was telling me a story of how she like went to a dinner party and the host had like invited a million people and they were working super busy jobs and like they hadn't like cleaned their house before the party. They were sort of winging it with the dinner and like asking everyone to chime in and help out. And she was like, it was such a fun party. And I would have never thought to throw a party like that. I would have been like, I need to clean. I need to cook. I need to <laughs> and so she was like they literally like pulled it together and got their shit together by not having their shit together and like oh my gosh I love this so much so such a good that, like, I've been telling that to myself so often like the only way to have your shit together is by not <laughs> shit parties where like the host does everything usually they're the most miserable and you like don't want to talk to them and right. like I know when I'm like doing everything I'm just like oh, I got to do the dishes. I'm like so stressed out. It's not like I can like connect with my friends or have fun. I'm just like running around like a chicken with my head cut off trying to do everything. As a, And then everyone just knows that I'm stressed out or you know someone yeah. else is stressed out, right? As opposed to like letting everyone contribute and be involved and be part of it. And then it just takes the stress away from one person. And, and then like the guests feel guilty too because they're like, oh my gosh, <laughs> now I feel bad. I mean, that sort of reminds me of like the... I parties back in the day in Bulgaria were literally like I again like I that was like very patriarchal it still is very patriarchal society where like literally you go to someone's house and like the husband of the house is like chill and chatting with people and having a blast (laughs) and like his wife is literally running around trying to cook for 20 people and clean everything and like a, she, of course, she's miserable. Who wouldn't be? Like, I would just smash a bunch of plates in my situation. <laughs> I would love to be at that party when Maria's smashing plates. <laughs> Where I start smashing plates. That would be amazing. <laughs> but then, like, yeah, of course, like, we felt zero connection with, you know, the poor <laughs> hostess. Because, of course, she was just in the kitchen all night chopping things and cleaning things. So it's just, it, yeah. It, it's not but, fun for anyone, right? Because you're, like, you're the guests know that that person is stressed out. And so it's like, when we think about this in the context of work, like your coworkers know usually when you're stressed out running around trying to do everything yourself, like, right. It's like, if you just ask for a little bit of assistance or help, it just kind of like eases the burden and it, I don't know, chills everything out a little bit. And sometimes others might be hesitant to offer help because they think they might like offend you. They might indicate yeah. you that you're like, that you appear to be stressed or you appear to be, which n- nothing is wrong with any of those things, but we have made them wrong in our, you know, yeah. society. And so like sometimes I, I, I know I have been in that place where I see someone might need help and I've like second guessed myself. Should I offer? Because what if I stress them out even more if I offer? And like that shows them that, I noticed that he helped and maybe they were trying to hide it. You know, it's, it's so messed up. <laughs> it totally just yeah. blocks all like humanity and all of our connection from one another. Yeah. Do you want to <laughs> talk a little bit? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. No, the other thing, maybe, maybe that's where you were heading to is like the other side of this, the, a situation in which you ask for help um when you don't know something like in that scenario i think there's like two actually like that in itself is split into two scenarios sometimes you don't know something and you actually have no interest in learning that like if my fridge breaks down i'm just gonna call someone who has specialized in fixing fridges like i have no interest in like at this stage in my life learning how to fix a refrigerator yeah, exactly. <laughs> right so in that case it seems super smart to just call someone who has expertise in this right and then there's another scenario in which you want to learn something 
But again, how do you learn it without asking for help? Like when you were in school back in the day, you didn't like walk into class and be like, teacher, don't tell me anything because I'm supposed to know it. Like you went there asking to be taught and to learn. And so in both of those scenarios, it's the smarter thing to do is to ask for help. Totally. And we have this idea that like we're supposed to know something before we've ever done it. But like, why? Why should we know something before we've done it ever in our lives, right? Like the way to know something is to like get help, research it, figure it out, practice, learn, get like exposure from someone else who's done it before. Right. But we're just like, I think we make that mean such negative things about ourselves. And that is such um, a limiting way of thinking about it because it prevents you from growing and shifting and evolving when you constantly like I guess shit on yourself and thinking that you should know something that you really shouldn't there's like no reason for you to have known it if you've never done it before right in both of those scenarios it's actually like the way significantly more inefficient thing to do is to not ask for help like yeah. <laughs> in scenario like imagine me trying to take apart my fridge okay now I've like broken it down and like <laughs> and the other one like I actually never learned anything because I didn't ask anyone (laughs) to teach it to me yeah it's so funny how the the, like the least efficient option is the option that we think makes us look better or that we like are more tied to when in reality like you said it's more efficient it's smarter it's just easier often to call the right people or get the help from the right individuals but we just have this layer of resistance Mm, yeah exactly is that where you were heading no I was going somewhere else I was thinking it'd be like to talk about the environments where we there is like competition or corporate competition or like people trying to like climb a corporate ladder and I think people are maybe resistant to asking for help in those scenarios because you're like well I I work in this competitive environment like I don't want to look weak or I don't want to look like I don't know what I'm doing because it will reflect poorly on me and I think in those cases, like, me, like I would just question, is that the environment that you want to be a part of? And maybe yes, maybe no. Like, it's totally up to you. There's no right answer. But is that environment helping you thrive and helping you learn and grow and helping you show up in a way that you want to show up? Um, and is it even really true that you cannot ask for help in those environments, right? Like, do we even know that that is the case for sure? Because I mean, when you ask for help and you know how to do something, you're going to be more effective at work anyways. Um, and then the other thing that I would contemplate with this too, is like, you don't have to stay in it. If it is the case that that's the environment, if it is the case that you can't ask for help, like you don't have to stay there. Like you always have choice and flexibility in what you want to do. So it does, it's not like, all or nothing. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes we just focus on the all or nothing. And like, this is, we're so rigid in how we contemplate these notions and these concepts, but that doesn't always have to be the case for us. Right. And then you're right. And like, I, I can only speak to like the corporate experience because that's my personal experience, but yeah, like you can get, definitely get into that headspace of, well, everyone else seems to be working really hard. That's what seems to be rewarded. And so what if I ask for help and it looks like I'm just incompetent or I can't figure stuff out on my own. And you can definitely like get into that place of let me, let me just try to figure it all out um, by myself. But as Natasha said, like, what if there's a lot of nuance there? What if it's not true that someone doesn't want to help you? What if actually like 
people have been hoping that you'd ask, you know, so that you get better at your job? What if you create again, like by asking for help, you're setting an example for others, and then they feel more empowered to ask for help? Like, what if there is a lot of nuance? And then, as as Natasha said, like if if it turns out to that you're getting penalized for asking for help, well, maybe then you don't want to be there, or or maybe you do, you know, totally up to you. But like, if someone actually comes and says like you're never gonna get promoted if you keep <laughs> trying to collaborate with your co-workers you know then then that's sort of a decision you get to make of whether that's an environment you want to be in yeah exactly and that's such a more of an empowering place than just um I think discounting this idea right off the cuff like I don't know I think it's kind of cool to think about how like if you aren't in an environment where people regularly ask for help, you might be able to be the catalyst for that change and that shift mm-hmm. in that environment. And that might be able to like cascade down to your colleagues or other people in ways that you may never be aware of, right? Like we might not actually have any idea the shifts and changes that we help um, transform in other people or invite in other people, but um, it, it could happen. And it's just something that you get to decide for yourself. Yeah, you get to decide like what example you want to set both for your future self and for others around you. And, you know, if uh, like asking for help is something that you like you think is creates community and creates curiosity and creates opportunities for growth, like then you get to decide to do that for those reasons and, you know, let go of, of some of the the shame and the anxiety we have around it. Mm, totally. And I think like just finally that, like you said, Maria, the help doesn't have to just come when you're on the verge of a mental breakdown in crisis mode. <laughs> like It is okay to know that help would be helpful for you, even though you could probably get it all done yourself. Like it's okay to be like, I could get this all done myself, but it would be easier to have help or it would be, um, it would make this journey a lot more fun or better for all of us involved if I just reached out for help now like it doesn't just have to be on the verge of yeah not being able to get anything done and at the last minute in terms of like procrastinating or whatever Mm. you can anticipate that and I think that is a really beautiful thing because it shows and teaches other people as well that it's okay to be like hey I could use the help it would be great to have help. And that would be like an added bonus. Um, not just like I'm in survival mode. I need the help now. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Again, that's sort of setting a beautiful example for others of like, it's okay to not have to get to the breaking point and it's okay to, you know, have other priorities in your life too. Like sometimes I, I want to ask for help because I want to be home for dinner and I want to cook a home-cooked meal that's that's a very valid thing it's not because I'm you know over exhausted and I I can't function anymore it's because I want to actually not get to that place (laughs) I want to avoid reaching that point that's such a good point right like you're you're allowed to have other priorities you're allowed to ask for help to be able to accommodate those other priorities and that in and of itself, I think gives you the freedom to enjoy your work a little bit more because you're going to be less likely to blame it, resent it, be burnt out as you're doing it, all those kinds of things. Cause you're finding a bit more balance for you to do the things that you want to do to create kind of, um, whatever, like the picture or version that you have of your life, whatever those like different elements are that you include in them. And it's not just only work all the time kind of thing. Absolutely. 
Um, I love all that. That was a great conversation. I don't have much else to add. I don't know if you do have any. No, I, I don't either. I think that was a really good conversation as well. This was an awesome topic. So thanks everyone for joining us this week and check us out next week. We will see you then. Hey everyone, it's Maria. I am a burnout coach for professional women, and I work with high achieving perfectionists who want to heal burnout so that they can take a step back and enjoy their lives without sacrificing their success. To work with me one-on-one, -on -one, you can go to my website, which is restovergrind.com and book a free consult call. You can also follow me on Instagram at rest underscore over underscore grind or on LinkedIn under restovergrind LLC. Hey everyone, Natasha here. I'm a money mindset coach. I work with women who want to shift their beliefs around money and wealth so they can finally leave the drama behind and focus on actually doing the work they love to do. I work with two different types of clients, employees who want to make more money at work or entrepreneurs who want to earn more in their business. And I teach people how to love the process of earning and creating more because it really is possible for money to be easy and fun. So let me show you how. You can find me on my website at natashatakesti.com or on Instagram at natashatakesti. We'll see you there.